Hello and uh, greetings to everyone. This is Andrew Levy and we have another one of our series of podcasts which we hope will uh, both entertain you but also give you information that's practical and applicable and will help you in your job. Now today I want to talk about a concept which I use all the time and I uh, want you to um, have a look at it because you might find it of value as well. The title of the talk, if we give them titles, is Pay Climate. And um, I will not only be talking about um, what is going on into the first quarter of this year, but I'm going to talk about this conceptual tool that I use. I'm, I'm not sure that uh, anyone else uses it. I didn't get it from the literature for someone else. But, I mean, it's a very simple concept. And it's what I call the pay seesaw. And so I want to present that to you and uh, then talk to you about what's happening in the context of this tool, the pay seesaw. So let's describe it to start off with. And it's very, very simple. What we are looking at when it comes to um, wage levels, salary levels, movements in earnings is the net effect of upward pressures pressures which tend to drive the wages or the salaries or the settlement level of upward forces and downward forces. Now, if you just visualize in your mind a seesaw uh, or a beam balancing on a fulcrum, balancing on a point uh, which is stable, in other words, it's horizontal, parallel with the horizon, and it is in equilibrium. Why is it equilibrium? Simply because the upward forces and the downward forces have all exerted their pressure, uh, and in the case of equilibrium, uh, it is a situation where the upward forces equal the downward forces, and the seesaw is at rest in the horizontal position. But of course, once you start adding more weight to one side, shall we say the downward pressures, I keep them on the right, then that can easily outweigh the upward pressures, and the net effect of that will be is that the downward pressures will win and wages will tend to fall. On the other hand, obviously, if we have a situation where the upward pressures are greater than the downward pressures, then we have a situation where wages will tend to rise. So it's a very, very simple concept, and it helps me to think about what's happening in the economy and what is the effect of that. And are we, uh, as a seesaw, in equilibrium, which is very rarely the case, or are the upward pressures greater than the downward and vice versa? So let's look at the kind of things which affect wages as we see them. Let's look at the upward pressures. Now, the first one is what is happening in the labor market with collective bargaining, wage demands. And here, we need to keep track of the important ones, which are metals, motors, mining, and the public sector. The public sector perhaps being the most important of all. And they tend to set a trend. Okay, so that's an upward pressure for you. The other one, or another one, obviously, is inflation. In inflationary times, wage levels tend to follow inflation up, albeit on a lagged basis, So is the expectation that inflation will rise or inflation will fall? And if it's rising, that tends to be an upward pressure. Okay, Where salaries are concerned, particularly for skilled people, if there are skills shortages for a particular category of work 
or if you need to attract and retain staff, there are upward pressures for you. We then also consider something which may seem a little bit abstract, but it's not really, the elasticity of demand for labour. And that means to what extent are we dependent on labour irrespective of rises in the wage rate. Now, you know, standard economics tells us that if the cost of one factor of production goes up, then in point of fact, you will switch to another one. But you can't always do this. Uh, Certainly where labor is concerned, if you're looking at capital, your plant, your machinery, your layout, that's not immediately flexible. uh, And all of those can tend to be an upward pressure. Okay, if we look at South Africa at the moment, what are the downward pressures? Well, standing above everything must be the electricity crisis from Eskom. Uh, How on earth do you run uh, an economy or have a successful business if you do not have a reliable, consistent and constant supply of electricity? And I don't know that that's going to change any time soon. If we look at another major downward pressure, where we have elevated input costs other than labor, so for example, if we have to import uh, things like petrochemicals uh, and uh, material like that, obviously, if our currency goes down, uh, those prices relatively go up, uh, and that means our margins are pressed. Equally, uh, if we look at rising interest rates, which the Reserve Bank will do from time to time in order to try and dampen down inflation. Well, a rise in interest rate certainly has a dampening effect on business. The cost of money, the cost of borrowing goes up. Economic activity contracts, inflation comes down, but there is the price to pay in terms of that one. Also, importantly, negative expectations. Are employers confident Uh, or are they not confident? So those are some of the things that you need to think of, and you can think about them in your own industry, in your own company, and that will help you to identify what you need to consider when you are looking at the pay climate. Uh, And again, I'm going to come back to this idea of the pay climate, but it's like a weather forecast. What do we expect is going to happen? Will there be winds from the southeast? Is it going to rain? What's the temperature going to be? When is sunrise? When when is sunset? Is there a low pressure system over the Atlantic? Uh, And all of those things will conspire or will join together to give us an overall outlook. And that, I think you will find, is a very, very useful indication. Now, there are some others that we would look at, and um, we do publish those in our uh, uh, wage settlement survey. But, uh, you know, if you you search, you may well find those. But uh, we also create some of our own on on, uh, data we obtain from the earnings survey, as well as the labor force survey. And the one that we're interested in is the index of all earnings. To what extent is that moving? Well, as you can imagine, it took a big dip during COVID. Uh, So COVID was an immense downward pressure. Uh, But as things returned from COVID, it began to grow again. But interestingly enough, by the middle of last year, it had only just reached its pre-COVID level in 2019. So that is something that uh, affects us. And that's something that one needs to look at okay 
In passing, it's also useful if you make a distinction between the public sector and the private sector. Uh, Again, no surprise, the public sector lies very significantly above the private sector. In other words, people in government service earn a lot more. Their rate of increase tends to be higher. Their level of settlement tends to be higher. And as we said, that sets a baseline and expectations in terms of what people uh, might expect. And if we look at it over the last, for example, 19, 20 years, the public sector wage bill grew 162% more than private sector wages, which over the same period grew 38%. So do we have a bloated public sector? Uh, Well, it's like asking the question, does the Pope have a balcony uh, no disrespect meant towards the uh, uh, the pontiff. So there we go. In terms of the uh, overall issue, we do expect wage increases to continue for some period. Interestingly enough, the unions' expectations, uh, when we did a snap survey of our clients in 2022, are in the 6 to 8% level. So even where they open at 10% or 13% or 15%, they know they're going to settle at the 6 to 8% level. That's their expectations, simply because that's what the pay climate is giving them. That's what the pay seesaw is telling them. Uh, again, you know, going back to our SNAP survey in 2022, December, the majority of employers, not a huge majority, just over 50%, nearly 60%, expected it to be in the 6.8% area. So there is a commonality in the expectation of the wage increase uh, outcomes for both unions and employers. And we really have to ask the question, well, why do we have these strikes? If there is such a close estimation uh, of the outcome, it's a problem. And I might talk about that in another podcast. So coming back to the idea of the pay seesaw and the pay climate, the estimation of wage increases through 2023-2024 is that, yes, it will fall. There are divergent views, but it's not going to be much out of the target range of 4 to 6%. If we look at the issue of the longer-range forecast, then the estimation is that it is going to fall towards the midpoint of the 5 to 6% level. So that's something you can factor in. It's an upward force, but it's, it's not a hugely upward force. Insofar as economic growth is concerned, equally not particularly good, and uh, strong economic growth is a very, very powerful upward force on the pay seesaw, but our Economic growth is uh, very, very mooted. The IMF have just revised the uh, expectations down to just above 0%. Uh, So that's not a happy outlook for us. And so when we consider all of the things in the pay climate and the pay seesaw, we're able to balance and come out in our minds with the broad answer to the question, is it going to get warmer Or is it going to get colder? What's the climate going to do? That helps us target and budget our range of increases. So that's the concept. Um, I hope you have found it useful and interesting. I use it all the time. 
And when it comes to pay climate, uh, this is something you should be watching all the time. And just to finish off, I, I do like a little bit of humour. It may not always be politically correct, but I can live with that. I hope you can. Uh, and one of my favourite comedians of all time uh, is the late Spike Milligan. And I do remember a, a short thing where he was uh, doing a little sketch on weather forecasting and uh, he ended it off by saying, well, you know, winds from the no- northeast and rain moving in from the west. Uh, other areas expect snow on high ground. And the halftime football results, Arsenal nil, Chinese Wanderers 2 million. Good night. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.